0: Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods and DC Primetime. And I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already. And that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already. Such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast. Uh, In addition to our flagship show, The Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show.
1: following podcast may contain spoilers listener discretion is advised well this has been uh weird even for me well i'll be on my way then
0: hey before you go i um i just wanted to say thank you for Helping me with
1: Malice—that that is. Oh, of course. Uh, helping you with Malice was uh, good for me, too. If you ever need me to help you with Malice again, just give us a call. I'll be right there. Although there are lots of people out there with very weird demons. They all need my help. Mm, I understand. Good. And thanks for the shag, too. That was great huh Welcome primers to this issue 96 of the DC primetime podcast here on the next level podcast network from the showcast spotlight. I am Ben Beck
0: and from the caffeine crew cast of pods. I am Rob Martin
1: and it's short week this week. So hopefully a little bit of a shorter podcast podcast. Shorter episode coming to you this week as well. We only have two shows to talk about, but we're going to fill some of the time talking a little bit about Gotham by Gaslight, which is the newest of the Warner Brothers animated series that was just released not too long ago. Uh, There's a story that just came out from the CW that we might spend a minute or two on uh, before we start into talking about the news and such. But other than that, I think that's going to be pretty much the meat of this episode.
0: Yeah, uh, there's uh, not not too, too much to talk about. Uh, kind of a similar vein to how we were last week with some of the shows as far as discussion. Um, you know, two really good episodes this week. I mean, um, and honestly, i got to say probably two exceptional episodes this week.
1: Yeah. But I think
0: it might be a little tricky to talk about on both of them. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: it, it's going to be similar to last week where there are, you know, good episodes across the board. Across the board, there's only two episodes. But um You know, not really a lot of events to talk about, so probably pretty short discussions on both.
0: And one of them is mostly going to be just talking about John Constantine, so that's about it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's that's pretty much it. Um, But I'm sure we'll have a little bit of a discussion on Gotham by uh, by Gaslight as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know this is not a DC topic, but, and I think I know the answer to this already, have you had an opportunity to see Black Panther as of yet?
0: Uh no, but I'll get around to it eventually. Okay. Uh, I like again. Uh, my my viewpoints currently on Marvel movies is I get around to see them when I get to see them because it feels like there's one every six seconds. So, uh, uh I will get there. I I, I will definitely get there. I, I'm I'm intrigued, but I don't know if it's something I'll catch in the theater or if it's something I will catch after the fact so it's a wait and see Uh, like I said I finally just watched uh, Thor Ragnarok and really loved it I mean don't get me wrong I really thoroughly enjoy the movies Um, uh, getting to the theater has not been a a major thing that's been happening for me too too much in the past year or two I see the stuff that I absolutely am like a diehard waiting to see Um, but the next Marvel movie I know I absolutely have to run out and see in the theater is probably going to be Infinity War and even that is I don't even even know when that even comes out. So my brain's, uh is, is kind of disconnected a lot. Um, and it's not that it's a bad thing. It's but like even this most of the last uh, MCU films, I think the last one I saw in the theater was Civil War, and that's including Spider-Man Homecoming. So,
1: oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm see. I have movie pass now, so I get out and see them as often as I can. Uh, you know, I'll see a movie multiple times now in theaters because it doesn't cost me anything. And I was actually surprised because movie pass, you have to buy tickets the day of, and you have to be at the theater to do it. So when it comes to a movie as big of a release as black lightning, your chances are pretty slim. Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a movie release like black Panther and as big as it is, I mean, it's already broken records for pre-sale tickets and, and such. Uh your chances are pretty slim of going to the theater the day of and getting a ticket. But I was actually really lucky. I was out and about on Thursday. I had a follow-up doctor's appointment on Thursday morning. Uh I happened to stop by the theater on my way home since I passed it. Took a shot in the dark and there was one seat left and a good seat, not like a far up front seat. Uh a good seat on the end of an aisle in the back corner of the theater, which is where I like to sit anyway. Uh and I, I caught it I, I grabbed it with Movie Pass and actually ended up seeing it Thursday night so it didn't cost me anything to go see it Thursday I was happy so I don't know if that'll happen with Infinity War but we'll see and I do have to <laughs> I do have to say um, I mean again continuing with Marvel discussion real quick um, out of all of the Marvel movies that I have seen which is pretty much all of them um, Black Panther probably top three. Awesome. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me it's
0: really solid. I think well, I'll try to catch it in the next couple of weeks, uh, but I I don't know when that will be. I know me and my wife have both been talking about, hey, maybe we should definitely check it out because I really want to support what they're doing and everybody says it was really awesome. Um, and I don't have any expectations for it whatsoever, so it's... Um, which is, I think, the I makes me a little bit, you know, feel a little bit better <laughs> going into movies because nowadays it feels like you know, the movies that I usually end up wanting to see beyond anything else uh, usually have a tendency to kind of let me down in a little bit the more and more I overhype them in my brain. So, yeah, I've been trying to distance myself a lot more from trailers of just about everything and uh, paying attention to what's happening with a lot of stuff. So when I watch something, I feel actually it's really nice enjoying generally being surprised by something. So yeah. and I love the character in Civil when I saw him in Civil War. And I'm looking forward to seeing expanded upon. And I hear they did an amazing job. I heard, uh, you know, Chadwick Bosman did a, just an exceptional job. I heard Michael B. Jordan was one of the best villains uh, portrayed, one of the best vill- villains with Killmonger that that's existed so far in. The MCU, so um, I'm really happy to hear that as well.
1: Yeah, so. and I will say just a, a couple quick notes about the movie too before we wrap up and we move on to everything else. Uh, the story itself is fantastic, as in it's it's very self-contained, like as in uh, Winter Soldier was. Uh, you know, most of the story happens in Wakanda. It's not like a world at peril kind of story like you would see from the other Marvel movies, and this being the movie prior to infinity war there's really not there's nothing in this movie that connects it to infinity war which i kind of enjoyed because when you're getting an origin story like this i don't want the story to be overshadowed by something further in the future Mm -hmm. you know it this was all self-contained you get an explanation as to the origin of black panther right from the start of the film and it's a story again now we all know as as movie fans both marvel and dc you stay till the end Um, There are two cut scenes in this. There's one mid credits and there's one at the final uh, final scene at the end. The scene at the end is what ties this movie to the Infinity War. Gotcha. That's the one you stay for. But the movie itself has no ties to Infinity War, which I really enjoyed cool
0: yeah so, I'm, I'm all good for that so yeah uh
1: all right so let's jump into the usual business we'll give each of these two episodes this week a one of our three-point ranking of sidekick hero or legend uh and then we'll break them down and then we'll talk about we'll do the same thing with gatham by gaslight as well uh starting off first though the return of legends of tomorrow season three episode 10 i think i know where you're going with this one because it's probably the same as me but sidekick hero or legend
0: I can just uh, spoil everything right off the bat. Um, It's uh, legend for this, legend for Black Lightning this week. So, all
1: right. Um, In that case, uh, you know, legend. uh, You know, we said Legends of Tomorrow season three, episode ten. Black Lightning season one, episode five. So, still in the beginning stages of it. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm legend for Legends of Tomorrow. I'm a high hero for Black Lightning. Um, Okay, not a legend for me but it was still very enjoyable and i i do think we started to see some more progress in this week's episode uh than we have before than we did last week because we said last week black lightning kind of plateaued uh yeah
0: and i think this week when we get into it i think um the the reason why it was uh there's reason for things now like hardcore reasons for things and we're now getting a better understanding of this world that we're living in and um it, it asked uh like asked a whole bunch of questions and gave us a couple answers uh and i felt thoroughly invested so yeah. it, it definitely was well worth that legend where i thought the last two weeks could have been condensed into easily one episode this one was the one I was waiting for and I'm like and it said here's your hook and I'm like sold yeah so
1: uh all right well then in that case let's do the we'll do the Gotham by gaslight after we talk about the uh, the shows let's break down the shows first and then we'll We'll do the ranking for Gotham by Gaslight and talk about that a little bit. But we have Legends of Tomorrow Season 3, Episode 10, titled Daddy Darkest. John Constantine plays a legends, a, a pays the Legends a visit. They agree to accompany him to a present-day psychiatri- psychiatric hospital and are surprised to discover who Constantine is trying to help. Amaya and Nate once again come face-to-face with Kuwasa. Um... I always feel like I have to say kawasa the same way I would Mufasa. Mufasa, yeah. I, I, my brain does the same thing. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, when you say it, I
0: go, kawasa, kawasa,
1: cool. kawasa. That's, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, th- we're, we're back from, from Legends taking a break, um, you know, and coming back. And now we're going to get this until the end of the season. And it starts right off the bat with John Constantine, which is pretty much the same way the episode ended. Although I think there's a little bit of a time gap in this. The scene that we're seeing at the opening of Legends is before the scene that we see at the end of the last episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Correct. Because we're seeing as to why John Constantine actually had to go and visit... Um, Sarah from from the legends but seeing John on the wave rider there was no awkwardness about it he fit right in from the start
0: yeah and man this episode was proof positive that Matt Ryan needs to be a, a legend now like he his version of John Constantine needs to be on that ship um, and I don't know if you saw the Twitter uh Twitterverse explode after that episode and then it was just, everybody was just like, more Constantine on Legends. And that's all people were typing when it came to that episode. Everybody was like, make him part of this team. There are seats to fill. We lost another member as yeah. far as this week. Uh, and we knew it was coming. Um, you know, but I wasn't got,
1: expecting you know, it this soon.
0: Oh, I did. I, I, I knew it was coming this week. So Oh,
1: you did? Okay, because I, yeah. w- I was waiting. I thought we were going to get a couple more episodes out of, um, uh,
0: out
1: of Wentworth we, we Miller. Miller.
0: We knew he had two episodes on Legends after the crossover, or three. I'm sorry, and that was number three. So, um, and he has one more final appearance as Captain Cold in the Arrowverse, and that'll be on Flash sometime. Still, this year, so, oh. uh, and I believe he's already shot that too. So, uh,
1: so so Wentworth Miller is pretty much done with this point at the Arrow with the Arrowverse. Then,
0: yes, as yeah, one final yeah. th- one final appearance, completely as as of right now. That could change in the future, but this was his definite final appearance on Legends as we know it, and it's just a wait and see um, as far as anything else. But we know that was supposed to be the end of his his uh, his time. Um, there is some rumblings, and we'll get to it at the end, obviously, and we'll expand upon it, but uh, that he could be doing a little bit of VO uh, for the animated series for The Ray that's going to be on CW uh, the uh, CW streaming service. So... Okay, and that'll tie in nicely with the way that we bookend this conversation. So
1: yeah, um, so I mean, how great was it seeing Constantine interact with not just all of them, but uh, you know, not just everybody. I mean, we had Mick talking about you know the Brit, you know, just calling him a Brit. But I mean, I think everybody was waiting for the Constantine snart interaction. Uh, yeah (laughs) the way that the rumors were you know that the two of them could have been hooking up on the show and stuff like that while they were there and it didn't turn out that way it was just a friendly flirtation in the beginning and start saying well i'm spoken for um you know which i think was a great little moment because it's what actually led to his goodbye at the end of this
0: yeah uh yeah but john john basically sledding it up on the Wave rider And this episode is also a continuation of Sarah Lance bangs her way through time and history. So um, it's another classic chapter in Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) um, But yeah, it's wonderful interactions with with Matt Ryan and the rest of the cast. Um, He really, you know, he all those cast members bring out some amazing performances every time they interact with each other. And again, I, I can't stress it enough. He fit in flawlessly. He felt like he was written as a part of that show from the beginning. And um, I, I want to see more of those interactions, and I'm very happy that we're going to get more of those interactions later. Still, this season, so
1: yeah, because when they said that he was had a, a, you know a two episode story, I had thought it was an arc that we were going to see him on back to back episodes, but apparently that's not the case because he he is not returning for next week's episode.
0: Right, um, I believe right now we do know, uh, and this is thanks to who's uh was this on uh nick zeno's um i believe it's his instagram uh there is a shot of him uh because i second to the last episode there is a shot of him um looking like he's post-fight where he has been beaten horribly and you can very clearly see a john constantine standing behind him with his back to turned away from the the camera but you can definitely see the trench coat and matt ryan's hair in, behind him so that's awesome uh, we, so we do know indeed that uh, you know we'll be seeing him
1: most likely for or, the pen or another
0: yeah um and it's unclear if he'll be in the finale but it sounds like we definitely know he'll be in the penultimate episode of the season uh which we know the title is called necromancing the stone so <laughs>
1: I love the the references that they do for their episode titles. Mm-hmm. N- I mean, not just the pop culture references in the show, but the episode titles as well get the same kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it's it's he does he fits in so well, and I would love to see them make him a more permanent part. Going into next season of the show, if they can find a way to do it, I mean he he fit in with this episode perfectly and most likely with the penultimate, uh, mainly because of Malice being a demon, um, and that's exactly what he does, and that's exactly how the episode starts, is with an exorcism. Yeah, and, I mean, and, it, and
0: the important part is who that exorcism is on, um, which is. Another, then <laughs> I'll let you do the honors on that.
1: it's Nora dark it's it's yeah. Damian's daughter, uh which I thought was very clever. I didn't consider that at all.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I thought that was really kind of cool that they pulled all that together and we we now have an official timeline on um knowing that she is the version that we know of of her that the legends are fighting now has to do with a version of her still from the future. It wasn't some daughter from way back in the past that was from a different marriage or anything like that. Nope, it was the one from Arrow. Yeah. Uh, just Grown up just a
1: little bit. So. Which we get a little bit of a tie-in back to the Arrowverse and back to season four of, of Arrow. In, yeah, in that, yeah. You know, which seems, after season five and currently in season six, seems so long ago it really does (laughs) that 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 whole storyline with damian dark uh played out but yeah but we get a little bit of a tie-in back to that as we see them actually we get a tie-in to two arrowverse shows in this episode in that we get the tie-in to the arrow um to arrow season four on the television screen but that television screen is in jitters you know, which is where they take Nora, Dark, and Jitters, as we all know, is the coffee shop from The Flash.
0: Yeah, well, they were, like I said, this episode, I thought it was kind of great. You know, it was 2017 for the majority of the time, except when it wasn't, uh, in Central <laughs> City. So, But it was still at least in Central City in the past as well. So,
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, a lot of interesting things happening from this. I, I love the—it uh, it felt very Exorcist-like um, in that, they're, you know— There were possessions, there were attempted exorcisms, Uh, and as we had mentioned, you know, Nora Dark being the ones, we we get a little bit of a, uh, as you had mentioned, a little bit of an origin to Nora Dark's character in this, is that she, as you mentioned, is from a current timeline, she's not a previous daughter or anything like that. Um, And then again, we do get the special appearance by Neil McDonough at the end, uh, coming in as Damian Dark at the same time. Yeah.
0: And what I think is kind of interesting, too, is we kind of now realize that Mollus has been using, you know, n- you know, uh, oh, my God, Nora Dark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I was like Nora. And uh, my my brain kept wanting to say Nora Allen. I'm like, is that right? Wait a second. Uh, uh, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, so Nora Dark has really been malice for a good chunk of this season every time we see the eyes flip over red it's the demon taking over so i think that's kind of cool i really like that they expanded upon what we thought we knew uh and that was actually totally not true so kind of an interesting take of this and there's a question of now makes us wonder is she in control in that point in time or is this purely malice (laughs) alongside you know uh damien dark at this point um, I think
1: I think this is going to be another situation, and, and I am going to kind of compare it to Supergirl a little bit. In you know the whole Ruby and Samantha um, uh, aspect of Supergirl, in that I think Ruby is going to play a part in ultimately the the stoppage of Rain and Samantha. Uh, I I think, it's it a prediction, but I think we're going to see a turn in Nora Dark by the end of this yeah and, and I do
0: like that you even see kind of Zari and Ray kind of kind of like state very clearly us doing something positive for her right now that could really change the t- type of person she is in the future um, and I really like the fact that they're kind of mucking about time right now in that manner, but it's kind of that whole idea of the future hasn't been written yet so uh, that very back to the future you know kind of statement and kind of moniker. I think it's going to really hold true in this season. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, and they even make a mention of it earlier on. It's like, if we help Nora, if we help her now, we can stop the family affair later. So, And I think we did get a little bit of an element of that. They might not have drew Mollis out of Nora, but I think... The the seeds that they planted in her and how Damien is not a good person and, you know, really is evil and might have even deserved what he had gotten. And then on top of that, her realizing that he left her behind Mm -hmm. and didn't take her then, you know, knowing things about, you know, each other. I think we're going to see that play out later on when Nora's older, and I think we're going to see a turn of Nora.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I I think there's a high chance of that at this point. But... Uh, Mollus also has another host at the by the end of this episode, essentially, um, with Sarah Lance now uh, being kind of a conduit at this point. Um, the fact that she died in the past and had her soul brought back to her from John originally um, and now going into the other world and kind of allowing herself to kind of be an anchor point for Mollus uh, to get them out of the past and back to the present day. Uh, so she could draw the symbol and bring them back so it's I think it's kind of an interesting way that we're now having all this to go on and we have this very clear setup of where things may go um, I think that's really kind of interesting and enjoyable to see and know that yes the team is going to have to fight a evil demonic version of Sarah at some point in time in the future in this series uh, more than likely that penultimate episode before they kind of bring the hurt <laughs> so um, I you know what I'm I'm so on board with where things are going. It's I will say this though the one thing that makes me really sad by the end of this episode is John not being on the ship for ne- uh, for you know this <laughs> yeah. week and now Leo being gone. Um, uh, you know, Citizen Cold. Um, because that was I, I loved the interaction that you know Wentworth Miller has on his show and with this group of people, especially when he's talking with Sarah kind of talking about um you know Agent Sharp and their flirtation between the two of them. It's kind of like, nope, she's totally hitting on you. Let's play the back this message. And even Gideon getting in on the fun this week and uh kind of you know, <laughs> digging at Sarah a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, would you like me to open up a channel Agent Sharp? Would you like me to keep it <laughs> private? <laughs> you know? Um but just there's so much sass across the board from this episode. I probably think this is the sassiest episode of Legends we have had to date between Leo, between John, and between Sarah and Agent Sharp. It was just full of all of the sass. Um, and you know what? It was thoroughly enjoyable. But let's not forget, some of the other best moments are the unsung heroes of this episode, which was easily Mick just wanting to watch a football game, inadvertently <laughs> giving orders to the team.
1: <laughs> and then my, my favorite scene of this episode, too, is when he's so fed up with everybody interrupting him that he turns around and gives everybody orders and tells them all what to do. And Ray just turns around and he's like, you know what, Mick? He's like, you have some serious management potential. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's one of my favorite lines. As a matter of fact, that it's, it's the line I use for the line of the week this week. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, so much sass. I mean, going back to the, the whole Ava Sharp and Sarah Lance conversation, uh, another one of my favorite moments, too, was when Leo was calling out uh, how it, Ava really does have a crush on Sarah. And, you know, the, the line, I'm gay, I'm not blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought was a great line that came from this, too. But I want to go back real quick to, you know, Sarah being a conduit. And I I'm, I firmly believe that – and. You probably agree with me on this, as I'm sure as our listeners do, too. Constantine is aware of this. Oh, absolutely. He knows that. And I think you're right. I think this is the reason he's going to be coming back. And he even makes it kind of aware to Ray at the end that he is aware of this. But without revealing exactly what it is he knows, uh, you know, because when he says at the very end of the episode, you know, that gun you have about stopping magic. And Ray says, I was just going to put it in storage. And he tells No keep it as close to you as possible it's because he knows there's a chance they're going to have to use it against sarah yeah absolutely so so he wants them to be protected he wants him to stay close even though he's not going to be there so yeah so some very interesting things playing out just from this episode into the future of the series and um i really can't wait you mentioned that we lost two you know two empty seats now with Constantine leaving and now uh citizen cold leaving however i can say looking forward to next week we are getting one of those seats filled if not two Mm. uh in that we will be seeing wally west joining the legends next week uh, or this coming week rather and listed in back in the credits this week is arthur darville who we know from this episode um that rip has escaped custody of the time bureau so he could potentially be rejoining the legends on the run
0: yeah it's very possible so i'm very curious to see how all of that's going to play out uh now there's one character we haven't really talked about and that's amaya this week uh some very poor judgment calls on amaya's behalf this week uh after they capture kawasa and it's kind of like no no no, i just want to talk to her yeah sure let's do that because that's <laughs> always a good idea <laughs> um uh, and you can definitely see that I would be surprised to see if maybe Amaya might be going bye-bye by season's end. Um, I, I'm very curious now. Um, the way I, can,
1: that... I, I can almost tell you, I think, I, I'm almost guaranteed I think that's what's going to happen. I think Amaya is going to be leaving the cast at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think there's really only three characters from the original crew that are going to be left by season's end. Uh, and that's just going to be Sarah, Ray and uh mick and i think that's okay because i think those are your core foundations of the show um and it will go from there but there was a kind of a throwaway line that happened this week um that was at uh nate's expense which i thought was kind of interesting and i don't know if you caught this and as kawasa almost kills nate um amaya makes a statement kind of like no 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 you can't do that he's important too and I'm very, very, very certain at this point in time that uh, Nate and Amaya are probably uh, the um, parents. The, parent. the parents. Grandparents. The grandparents to the uh, second Vixen before uh, uh, the Megalyn EK version. So uh, I think... Oh,
1: well, we, I think we kind of made that prediction a while ago. But that, I think that could have been the case. And
0: this is, I have a feeling, yeah, we'd made that last season and now... This kind of was that moment that I'm like, okay, so going back to last year, uh, ding, ding, ding. So that's yeah. pretty much feels like the, the case of all of this. And obviously Kawasa is aware of this as well. Just nate is not so so i think that's exactly how this is going to pan out okay. uh, but i think I, we're very aware of this as viewers at this point as well eagle-eyed eyed viewers some people that line could have easily been missed upon uh, i didn't even see a lot of people bring that statement up anywhere online but um i i think uh, that was our confirmation point so
1: i think though if, if that is the case I, I i still could think we could see um amaya leave the the wave rider and nate not yeah. um there's definitely still ways around that you know it could be nate's story isn't done yet he feels he still has to continue but he'll and they're in a time ship i mean he could very easily return to her a week later even though it's been a couple years if not a season or two on the show so i think it, we could see amaya leave uh the wave rider this season and possibly nate leave next season and then it could be a special it could be um uh, you know a We'll, we'll get a guest appearance by Maisie Richardson when Nate leaves when we see them reunited.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there's a high chance that's going to still maybe pan out this season. So yeah. I have a feeling I, I have a feeling Nate's going to stick around for the long haul still for at least another season or two before we'll see him retire his time on the Wave Rider. So,
1: yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, I think, again, this is one of those I think Amaya is one of those characters. And same with Zari, even though Zari not as much. Uh, it's more focused on Amaya at this point. Isn't that? You know you go back to season one um you know with the Hawks and how they were focused more um they were more tied to the villain for the life of me I can't even remember his name uh, uh
0: it was Vandal Savage.
1: Vandal Savage. They were tied more to Vandal Savage, and so when Vandal Savage was written off the show, you re- you have an opportunity to write the Hawks off as well. We're seeing now a season with Damien Dark and magic and the Totems, and that's exactly what Vixen's character is is related to. Is the as totem? A Zari. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a Zari, which is like I said, with, with Zari, same as Zari as well. So when the totem villains are written off and the magic is written off as well, you do have a reason to keep. Uh, to to write off Amaya at the same time.
0: Yeah, so it, it's a big interesting way of how they'll go about it. Do they need two totem bearers? My thought is they'll probably have Amaya definitely leave. We'll still have Zari for at least another season and give her a chance to kind of grow because it feels like uh, Amaya has been very much, for the most part, felt like a very background character this season while Zari is kind of becoming more of a prevalent character. And she's very interesting, but I feel like they, she's kind of going through... Um, you know the Dinah Drake uh, idea of it. They they say this is a really fun character, but I'm still learning a lot more about her, and there's still that onion is peeling layer by layer very slowly to get to the core of her character. We know her past, but uh, and she seems a very competent actress on the show, and it plays off of everybody very, in a positive way. But there, uh, a Maya's character and her character feel like they share a little too few or too similar uh, character traits that don't really feel like they have each other as differentiated quite enough yet so it's just a wait and see on how that's going to play off
1: yeah and i think it's it's one of those situations too where everything we see from amaya's story has been focusing so much on her own timeline rather than the the story as a whole uh, you know with family and you know with kuasa and family and things like that so i think once this is all wrapped up at the end of the season yeah, i think there's a strong poss- possibility that we're going to see amaya leave the wave rider
0: that's yeah high chance on that um yeah. Any other big points for you this this episode? I think we hit all of our almost most of our major ones at least.
1: Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I did neglect to say at the beginning the ranking of the episode, and it's right along what we said as well, giving it a legend. Uh, IMDB gave this episode a oh, – it helps if I'm on the right episode uh, – an 8.8. IGN gave this an 8.5, so they were right along the same lines, and that falls into the legend category That as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I will say is I know you went with a different line for line of the week. If I was choosing it on this one, it definitely would have been the goodbye between John and Sarah. Uh, as John's kind of just using different phrases to try to get around the whole idea of them sleeping together. It's like, well, you know, uh, there's other people that need my help as well. And this Sarah's response like, oh, yeah, you know, understandable. By the way, thanks for the shag as well.
1: You know what? That's the <laughs> one I'm using. Because at yeah. the time of recording, I haven't used one yet. So you might be a little confused as a listener, but now you know that's the one I actually used. Because yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that's a good... Um, a good line from because just John
0: floundering through that and Sarah's quick retort at the end of it is like, <laughs> yeah, I always say, and the shag was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the shag. Yeah.
1: So, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. So looking forward to next week, uh, Zori finds her place on the team when she gets caught in a time loop that results in the wave rider blowing up over and over again. Uh, so we're going to see a groundhog day kind of situation. Uh, except with Zari. And it looks like we are going to see, as I mentioned, Wally West finally joining the cast of the Wave Rider.
0: Uh, Now, is the the pirate stuff coming up this week or next? I can't remember, or can't remember because I did see a promo for a pirate episode.
1: No, this episode, they look like they're in, um, it's a 70s.
0: Oh, it was the 70s. Okay.
1: It's a 70s episode. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure. I'm looking forward. I'm looking through. Oh, two weeks. The Curse of the Earth Totem.
0: Uh, okay, so that's going to be the pirate episode. So.
1: Yep, uh, on the hunt for Blackbeard's treasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for that episode. I love pirate stuff. I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so good. Man,
0: I, I got to state, I, between last year and, and currently this year, man, Legends has been, like, I think, my favorite. My- personal favorite gold star out of the Eraverse. and this show just consistently just makes me happy and it gave us Bebo this year so how can <laughs> I true. not love it even more okay <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right next up we have black lightning and then the devil brought the plague the book of green light uh, season 1 episode 5 An unexpected phone call unearths the long buried need for Jefferson to investigate the murder of his father Uh, Meanwhile, Anissa wrestles with the fact that her actions have dire consequences. Uh, Yeah, so uh, um, IGN gave this an 8.1. IMDB gave this an 8.3. So this one falls right into Legend category as well, Uh, whereas I gave this a high hero. And I think the only reason I gave it a high hero is because I... Oh, I don't know why. Why did I give this a hero?
0: I, I don't know. I, I really thought this was one of the strongest episodes of the show so far. We got uh, you know a what? More... I'm,
1: changi- I'm, I'm changing my ranking. I'm going to give this a legend. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I really don't know why I would have downgraded this to a hero from a legend.
0: Yeah. And uh, some of the questions that came out of this episode were just mind-boggling. Like we now know a lot more about tobias whale and he has become a really interesting villain in a really fast quick way like where we we're like lady Eve is the big bad and i'm like nope i'm pretty sure it is tobias uh he's got something it doesn't mean just because he's not the head honcho of this whole system that's kind of trying to take down everything he is very much uh our focal point i got a big wilson wilson fisk vibe from him this week from daredevil uh, and it wasn't the only thing that was a very reminiscent of Daredevil in my mind. there was the the whole um, Freeland Gazette uh, storyline that Anissa was going through finding out about the experimentation uh, the you know the experiments that were happening in the past that her grandfather was reporting on uh, and that whole connection was very a la Daredevil season one uh, So those vibes, but all those things made those characters very 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 interesting. Tobias kind of becoming a sympathetic villain somewhat. Um, from knowing what he went through in his past and knowing now that the serum that gave him his strength and powers also made him not age. All these little pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together in a really interesting way. And now Gamby's got a lot more behind him than we realized. Um, this whole program, like the, what was it? The ASS, uh, ASA? Uh, this yeah, I can't or-
1: remember what it was called.
0: Uh, they didn't give it an actual name, but I think we just got the, uh, you know, uh, ASA, uh, you know, idea is what it, what's the, the shorthand for it right now. But we don't know what the group is or the organization is. Um, but basically, essentially, they have ears and eyes everywhere. And it's the question of what happened to these other 13 people that went missing way back when. You know, is this how Jefferson got his powers because of Jefferson's father? You know, all these little pieces are now really making me wonder what this big mystery is because this was kind of it felt like this is the setup. This is where we're going. And then on on the top of that now, what's happening to Jefferson? And is it is this drug or this chemical that get introduced in all these people or all these kids? Because I think you and me are both probably sharing the idea that Jefferson was one of the 15 or the 13. I can't remember what the number was. Was it 15 or 13? Do you remember?
1: Um... I want to say 13, but I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly I, what I think it is I either. think it
0: is 13, and I have a feeling Jefferson is definitely one of those people. Um, and are they becoming unstable? And what's happening to him? Is he going to survive all of this? It was really interesting to watch because that was the big problem happening in this episode was, was watching Jefferson lose control. Uh, you know, the, he had that increased rage and anger that was happening. He was flying off the handle a little bit more. Um, you know, we, we saw him collapse, uh, and when he was speaking with Gamby and again, later on in the episode during a fight at the very end, uh, I'm, I'm now very invested in how this is all going. Cause we saw him have that kind of little breakdown in episode two where he started seizuring that way. And, uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen. I'm really, really incredibly, you know, curious now. And I have a feeling that Thunder, uh, AKA this is going to have a very big part in help curing her father by the end of the season. So yeah, um, um, yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, I you, you know, you mentioned Tobias, and you mentioned that you know, what, was was, um, uh, Lady, oh Eve, Lady is Lady Eve the big bad? Or is now Tobias really the big bad? I I still am. I still have a firm belief that Lady Eve is the big bad of the season. But I do think that we're going to see a shift in power before this season is over. Um, I, I think Lady Eve is currently the big bad, but I think we're we're seeing a a progression of Tobias to become the big bad. Uh, almost very uh, Luke Cage ish, um, where we did see uh, you know the change of power about halfway through. So I, I, I'm thinking we're going to see the same thing with this, especially because of the fact that we know he's on whatever the serum is that, as you mentioned, makes him stronger, keeps him from aging. So And that, I think, is the biggest curiosity for me that came out of this episode was what exactly is this serum that he is on and where did it come from?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is that whole initial I'm, – I'm wondering, again, if that's that, that. – a, uh, ASA group, an organization that was responsible for the creation of it. Um, and Gamby has a lot more immense knowledge than... And obviously, we know he's got a lot more knowledge of things that are happening. So I'm very curious to see you know, all this pay pay off. But I, I mean, I don't know if I would still even call though Lady Eve the big bad. She, I mean, she's the head of the criminal organization, but I mean, she really has a better focal point. Um, you know, she's not the one trying to make you know black lightning's life a living hell and she's just running the city into the ground and i think she's just going to be a background supporting character to have tobias kind of become a stronger villain before the end more than anything so yeah
1: i mean it's almost it, like it, I, I was just going to say it's almost like she's running the city as a business whereas tobias is running it like a criminal organization
0: exactly and i think you know it's his push and call to make green light this big bad product on the market Uh, And not really in the way that Lady Eve wants it to be. Uh, And kind of pushing it from there. You know, she seems like she's got her head on straight and says, no, no, no. There's a reason why we have so much money and are able to do the things we want in the way we want them is because we run it correctly and carefully. And Tobias seems very unhinged. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing his character just continue to grow. Um, I mean, he's, again, from last week to this week drastically different character drastically different different villain just in the way i view him um and i'm really looking forward to watching him and jefferson come to blows at this point but again i gotta say one of my favorite things about the show man that family dynamic is written so incredibly incredibly well um especially when we see jennifer getting into the fight at the uh or the you know the roller skating rink and just defending herself breaking the one girl's wrist uh, and just watching Lynn and Jefferson deal with the angry parents uh, coming into play at the end of that, which was really just this wonderful situation. And Jennifer walking in, and it's just kind of like I'm grounded. Why? And it's like admission of truth. And <laughs> so yeah, <laughs>
1: um, yeah. But I mean, you and again with this the family dynamic. It's you know she she fly, you know Jennifer fly out, tells him like. Uh, you taught us to defend ourselves. I didn't start the fight, but you taught us to defend ourselves, which is, is technically exactly what she did in that fight.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I love, too, that Jeffers, Jefferson, you can see, is proud of her for doing so. Lynn, not so much, uh, but Jefferson no. very much so. And it's the different parenting styles and the conflict of parenting styles, uh, which I think is kind of interesting, too, considering their conflicts uh, between his role as Black Lightning and Lynn's role as uh, you know his uh, ex-wife. So I think it's really Unique to watch that kind of teeter-totter back and forth with these characters. But at the grand scheme of things, though, too, that family dynamic that we love so much that we talk about very frequently in Supergirl is beautifully on display and here in this show. And I think it's it's kind of its big guiding light uh, moving forward. So I'm really happy to see that's become such a strong milestone and focal point of the show.
1: Yeah. Um, I know there's two other elements of this episode I did definitely want to bring up and and explore a little bit one of them is that we're actually seeing uh that there is a little bit of a respect not just between uh between black lightning and um uh The detective, Henderson. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he he has come out and said to, like, news reports, you know, that let the cops do their job. Don't, you know, and and kind of against Black Lightning a little bit. But we see in this episode there is a little bit of a mutual respect. There's no bat signal, uh, but there's a black signal, Mm -hmm. and it's basically a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he does things old school. And we do see later on in the episode that Henderson does actually use it. Uh, It gets Jefferson in a little bit of a trouble because of what he's going through in his own body at the time uh getting beat up by joey toledo when he tr- goes to try and uh, confront him but uh, you know we do find out that henderson actually does give them give him the lead on where to find him so there is a mutual respect between these two characters sort of it's almost like a batman and jim gordon kind of thing.
0: yeah it's a very like year one-esque version of them when they're kind of like i, I don't trust what you're doing but I'll assume that you're doing it for good reasons and then leave it at that. So I thought that was – yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I thought that that respect level was interesting. But the other respect angle of it too, and I don't know if this was something for you, was that Tobias Will kind of respects Gambi a little bit too because he could have just easily went in, tortured him, killed him. But there's something going on else between those two characters as well. So I'm really curious to see oh, that I, play out.
1: I, I think there's a much – darker side to Gamby that we haven't seen yet.
0: Yeah, and Um, you know what? That's fine, because the more and more you give me James Remar in the show, I am all for it. I love him. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I I think there's a little bit of a shattered past with Gamby that kind of happened between... I think there's something that he kind of may have gotten involved with when it came to the first time Jefferson was Black Lightning and now. I think he... Might have gotten involved in some kind of group, whatever this group is that he, they're, we've been discussing and they've been talking about on the show. Um, I think this is a group he got involved with after Jefferson retired as Black Lightning, and now it's kind of... It might have been a shady organization that might be coming back to kind of bite him in the ass a little bit, um, and I think we're going to see a little bit of a darker side to Gamby I think than than we realize. My
0: gut call right now is that his character was one of those people responsible for that initial serum, and uh, he's taking he feels like he has to take responsibility for what happened to people that were that that was tested on. Um,
1: so then something before Jefferson even became like, like,
0: right. And maybe that's why he's looking out, maybe somewhat for Tobias. That's why he erases that footage. Maybe that's why he's taking care of Jefferson the way he, he does, because he just personally feels responsible as maybe somebody that was inside that organization, maybe not a big wake on it, but kind of was maybe the reason that that fell apart when it did so.
1: It could lead the inter- It could lead more to interesting things too, especially because if we do know there is this number out there, whether it's thirteen or fifteen, uh, this could be a good reason, sort of like metahumans on Flash, is to introduce new characters later on down the road. Yeah,
0: I, I you know what, that could work wonders, uh, especially if we now know that that could be passed or passed on, um, you know, hereditarily the way that it's going into uh you know anissa and probably jennifer before the end of the season because we saw that that makings of a hero in jennifer this week as well um you know not with powers but as far as the way that she kind of handled herself in a fight situation
1: what if there's a little bit of a twist to the static um character and it's a female instead of a male
0: i don't think that's the route that they're going because we i don't think so either but black lightning you know black lightning does have two daughters you know thunder and lightning so they're definitely setting that up it's just a question of uh but this could definitely be uh static being um the son of one of these these 13 so
1: oh that's okay that's a good possibility as well yeah i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. so um but yeah so Let's talk about. Obviously, you you brought it up, and it was the other point I wanted to bring up. Is we're seeing more progression, a lot more progression this episode, uh, from Anissa becoming Thunder, and we see her get a, finally get a superhero costume, which she makes herself mm-hmm. with, with a little help from the the guy at the store, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> so, at the Fed no, his name was, or, no, his name was Ben. Uh, was it? Yeah, I trust me, okay. I i saw that it's my name so i saw that on his name tag
0: oh okay uh, i thought it, yeah. yeah i think maybe the, he gave a, a fake name when she gave her fake name and it was oh, on his, tag.
1: The, his name on his name tag was ben okay so, so, so but i thought
0: he said an actual different name though too so uh um, oh,
1: maybe he did don't know
0: so but no i did love the fact that she went shopping at a fetish shop <laughs> so <laughs> that was uh that was kind of amusing on how that played out
1: Yes, exactly. and the costume is actually very reminiscent, with the exception of some of the pink colors and things like that um it kind of has a little bit of a black lightning design to it mm-hmm. absolutely uh you know in the in like the the triangles that are along the shoulders and such, which I have to mention too we got i think for the first time in this show uh, in the five episodes of the show, we gotta look at what black lightning's costume looks like in the light mm hmm Um, And it's a much different look than I was expecting. Like I was thinking like, you know, because we've only seen it in at nighttime shots. I've seen, you know, I imagined this costume with the exception of the lightning bolts that light up like a flat black costume. But the costume itself looks like it's it has circuitry.
0: Yeah, and it looks really cool. I mean, you can always make out that, that blue, but like that that plating is all gray and it never looked that way before. And I loved seeing him not having those bolts actually lit up. And when he puts in the power source for the first time that we see him do that, uh, it was just this very unique visual look that we got to see for the first time here. And uh, I'm happy that they're choosing to play with that a little bit. And it's not just this dark, visceral look to the suit all the time. So, yeah, go, good on the show for not being afraid to do that
1: yeah exactly uh but you know jumping back to anissa we're seeing um you know she ha finally has a superhero costume uh she has a mask which basically just looks like face paint that she she put on her face for now i i don't think this is the last iteration of this costume we're seeing i think towards closer towards the second half of the season i think we're gonna see with Gambi's help an actual thunder costume
0: yeah uh, well obviously because we already saw shots of it promo wise so it's going oh i see i
1: didn't see those promo shots
0: it's actually even, too, based on the way that we watch it via uh, Plex. <laughs> so uh, it's actually the version that you see of her in the cover shot. You can okay. see the outside edge of her um, her suit. So.
1: Oh, see, I never even really paid attention to that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a coming.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, so anything else about this episode before we, uh, we move on and talk a little bit about Gotham by Gaslight?
0: Uh, no, I'm just – I got to say is I'm just very, very happy to see this show – Picking up steam and it's doing so in a really fun way and adding a mystery element that wasn't there last week and uh, outside of us personally having our own questions. Uh, but now there's definitely more to come and we know this whole thing is going to be all about what's to come and I'm all for this. So,
1: yeah, I'm I'm happy uh, with the show. I mean, we're uh, we're just short of halfway through uh, this first season. So mm-hmm. two more episodes and we'll be past the halfway point. Oh yeah. And there's the promo shot for thunder. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Looks a lot different than when the one she's wearing now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm seeing here too, that it looks like, uh, it looks like in the animated series, his, his daughter, Jennifer actually does become a hero at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It'd be interesting if we see that play out on the show as well.
0: Uh, probably that's the next season thing. I would assume that we'll see uh Jennifer become Lightning next year.
1: So, um, wait, oh, she becomes action. She actually becomes Lightning. No, her character name is Lightning. Well, that's what I meant. That's what I just said. Yeah, she oh yeah, Lightning. yeah. Not yeah. like she takes over for Black Lightning. Just yeah, oh yeah, because no, no, the exactly. daughters will be Thunder and Lightning. And Lightning. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to next week, Jefferson hunts down his father's killer. Anissa uses her new powers to right a wrong after a failed protest. Uh so um yeah, we're gonna just get some more continuation as it goes forward. Mm-hmm. Uh so alright. Let's talk about the newest addition to the Warner Brothers film, uh, Warner Brothers animated films, uh that being Gotham by Gaslight, just released this year, 2018. Uh, In an alternate Victorian age Gotham City, Batman begins his war on crime while he investigates a new series of murders by Jack the Ripper. Uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a Batman Elseworlds Elseworlds story? Correct. Okay. Um, Has a phenomenal as far as for the most part has a great voice cast um to it Bruce Greenwood plays uh, does the voice of Batman who you would know from Young Justice doing the voice of Batman uh you would also know him as uh, Captain Pike from the uh the Star Trek movies mm mm-hmm. mhm Absolutely. At, the, at the same time. Uh, Jennifer Connelly doing the voice. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter, uh, who you would know from Dexter fame, doing the voice of Selena Kyle. And then, of course, a bunch of other uh, well-known voice actors, Tara Strong, Bruce Timm, John DiMaggio, uh, reprising roles as a and bunch. Anthony and Anthony
0: Stewart Head. I was mean, just going to say it. <laughs> uh, Rupert uh, Giles. He, yes, Mr. Giles as none other than Alfred. And man, he did a great
1: Alfred as well. He does. Yeah, he did in this in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, let's give this a rating. Uh we'll do the we'll do our um our double rating on this one where we'll give it a sidekick hero or a legend, and then we'll give it a number. Uh one through three being sidekick, four through seven being hero, and eight through ten being legend. What do you what do you say? What do you give Gotham by Gaslight?
0: Um, I I'm gonna give this a very high hero. I'm gonna give it a number wise I would give this a seven.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm actually right along there with you with that. Um, high hero from this one, not necessarily a legend. I did enjoy it, uh, but I, I I have some issues, um, one major issue with it uh, that we'll get to when we're breaking it down a little bit. But yeah, I'm right around like a 7, 7.5 as well, so it's a high hero for me. Um, I think my biggest issue with this is it's kind of slow in the beginning
0: yeah it is it is a like i said uh you know i initially started watching it earlier this week and uh for some other reason my internet went out on me uh, midway into it and uh when i picked it back up tonight i was like oh, i can't imagine i have more than 30 minutes ago and i'm like man i was only five minutes in i felt like i was watching it forever <laughs> it was a very very slow start uh but once it kicks off and really gets moving i mean it's just a breakneck pace and i think that is definitely very much a positive uh, but that, that slow start really, I think, does kind of hinder this just a bit, um, you know, and I, I got to say, I did like the book when I read it many, many, many years ago. And I'll actually even kind of hark- harken back a little bit to uh, where I view what was initially stated from IGN's like, review. Uh, and I actually read that after I watched it this evening just to see kind of where they fell because I was trying to put my brain together uh and it's a mystery story on who is jack the ripper uh, when you don't give us a lot of motivation for who potentials are it's very evident very quickly <laughs> you know they they build a classic red herring in and you're like nope it's definitely not um and it's interesting to watch that play out so i, I still think that's kind of fun if you don't know the story but if you've read it in the past um you're gonna get the same thing, and essentially, it's a mystery. But it's wonderfully animated. I think they did a really great job, as you mentioned too. Really good voice voice cast in this as well. Uh, it's just the question of is an hour and twenty minutes um, well worth your time elsewhere? Or so
1: yeah uh i mean and story-wise like you said it's it's pretty much batman meets jack the ripper which i kind of enjoyed i mean you look at those classic you know uh noir kind of stories like jack the ripper uh there's a very interesting twist on who jack the ripper turns out to be by the end of this uh which i i don't know why is something i should have saw coming and i didn't at all uh it wasn't anything that really crossed my mind until the end you having read it already knew the outcome of this Mm -hmm. uh i was completely new to this i was fresh going into this so i didn't know who jack the ripper turned out to be uh i didn't know that poison ivy is pretty much killed off in the very beginning of the story
0: i can't remember Uh, it's the same quite the same way uh everything plays out in the comic version or the graphic novel version of you know which characters die and when um but i if memory serves correctly though it is the same same twist on the end so
1: Okay. Yeah. And that being, I mean, we're we're a spoiler free podcast too. So if you haven't seen it, uh, we're not a closer, spoiler.
0: Free, not a spoiler free. We are a spoiler. Are, we are a spoiler full. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, podcast. So uh, if you haven't seen it already, be prepared uh, for the twist at the end. If you might have already read it, uh, but yeah, that Commissioner Gordon is the one that turns out to be. Uh, Jack the Ripper, which, again, was something I probably should have saw coming, but didn't at all. Uh, And it was right as we were in the midst of, as you called it, that breakneck pace uh, of the second half of this film that, um, you know, I was really starting to get into it. Uh, The whole interactions with him and Selena, uh, Selena finding out that she's Batman, wanting to tell Commissioner Gordon who he is and actually does go and tell Commissioner Gordon who he is. But, you know, when it takes off during that second half and then that big twist at the end that Commissioner Gordon is Jack the Ripper. Uh, that was when I was really enjoying it, but it's a slow start. Yeah. You, you kind of have to stick with it in the beginning just to get to that.
0: Yeah, no, I very much agree with you on that. And, but I will say this though, too. Uh, one of the things I really, really, really enjoyed, um, right off the bat with all of this though, and I don't remember again, cause it's been years since I read this uh, graphic novel, as I mentioned before, I forgot, um, uh, or just enjoyed what they did here with the Robins, the three Robins. Being the pickpockets, uh, I think yes. maybe I, if my my mind is correct on this and, it, you know, I could be I'm, I'm going to say I'm 50 percent chance that I'm right. So AKA, I have no idea. Um, I, my brain wants to say it was only Dick Grayson was the pickpocket in the original. But I think, well, obviously, here we have, you know, Jason Todd, Tim Drake and Dick Grayson as the pickpockets, which I thought were awesome. So.
1: Yeah, well, not only that, but I mean, there's a couple other things that we see from Batman lore that we get a glimpse of this. We get Cyrus Gold, who we know eventually becomes uh, Solomon Grundy, and we kind of get a little bit of an origin to the Bat-Signal at the same time. Yeah. Uh, In in that it's Selina who, you know, kind of smears the blood in the shape of a bat, makeshift shape of a bat on a spotlight that was already set up, which in essence is what calls Bruce to where she is. So it does become at least for once it does become a bat symbol. So uh and this is very heavy on the origin like this is Bruce at the beginning of being Batman in this alternate timeline as well. He he wasn't this established character. He this was still relatively new to him at the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the other things that I really enjoyed entirely as well was again and you know, it's that steampunk aesthetic, you know, like even down to, you know, the motorcycle and the, even just the way things are animated. Uh, in this, there are some really gorgeous imagery in this whole thing, and I think they really excelled at getting the look of that book down. Uh, and I really give them high praise for you know the the job that they did here with that. So good on them for for that entirely. I think I didn't know how they were going to be able to pull this off, uh, but I think they really succeeded. I you know, granted, I do think there have been better DC animated films out there. Uh, but this was definitely one of them that was, I think, really up there. But I think after coming out of Batman: Brave of the Bold meets Scooby Doo, man, it's gonna be hard, hard <laughs> for a while for something to to beat that out of the park for me for a bit.
1: So, yeah. Uh, anything else on this before we uh we move along?
0: Uh, no, I, 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 but I do think it's well worth people's time. I, I think that if you've read the book definitely owe it to yourself to give this a watch uh if you haven't read it uh this is a great way to know that story fairly well and inside and out. so uh it, it, i would say it's a must watch i would definitely put it as a must okay. watch
1: okay uh so before we move on to the news, there was one news story that came about that you didn't actually know about until we we started prepping for this. And I want to I want to talk about it for just a minute just to see what it could potentially mean uh not just for the Arrowverse but for us as well as podcasters. And that is uh CW just announced this week that they are Expanding their lineup. Uh, They already have original programming that spans from Monday through Friday, uh, you know, in the primetime circuit, you know, between 8 and 10 p.m. They have just announced this week that they're going to be adding two additional hours, that being Sunday nights. They're going to be doing more original programming on Sunday uh, from uh, the 8 to 10 p.m. slot as well, which could mean one of two potential things it's it's going to be uh you could put fit four half hour shows in there or you can do two new additional shows that are going to be in there is there a possibility and uh, there was nothing really big revealed in this article uh, as to what it's going to be it doesn't look like they're going to announce what's going to be filling these spots until closer to like september october um and so, it'll be very interesting to see. Is there a possibility that we could get both Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow at the same time? Do we think they're going to stick to just the four-show format and put other original things in there?
0: Uh, yeah, I think there is there is a chance. Um, you know, I think this will help alleviate problems such as why is Supergirl off the air and Legends going running through. Uh, it'll help definitely with those problems. But I think because... I mean, actually, it's it, it, the big point of this, I think, is really it, it's eliminating the need for CW to maybe potentially cancel shows that they don't feel that they need to cancel. Um, I, that's what I'm thinking, too. And, yeah. and I think what it is ultimately, and I, I really, you know, out of all of the current shows in the Arrowverse or now the, you know, the Lightningverse, as they're kind of calling it now, as it kind of kicks off potentially something new, uh, there's one show that's actually performing the worst out of all of them uh which is probably the one the show that started it all and Arrow is on i think a a a, four, a point four share right now uh which is and that's its average Uh where in most of the other shows i think supergirl is trailing uh is just a a little bit above that legends of tomorrow is just a bit above of uh supergirl black lightning as right around the same point and then flashes at the top of of all of these at the moment um But you can definitely see that CW will hang on to their shows as long as they can.
1: Look at Supernatural is it's it's, I was just going to say Supernatural is in its 13th season. season Right.
0: right. And I don't think that they want to uh, let those shows go. Uh, And we definitely know TV, you know, viewership numbers are drastically different nowadays because of things like streaming, people watching things on demand, buying episodes on iTunes, on Amazon, whatever, which way that, you know, people are now choosing to watch. Uh, And even the sales Digitally, uh, after seasons wrap up, Netflix deals, all these little things make them money. So they have the opportunity now to extend upon uh, a lifetime of a show, kind of the way that the movies in the theater are kind of more or less, you know, essentially, as Kevin Smith put it years ago, it's kind of essentially your trailer for your home release. Um, and that's really honestly what they are. its I mean, look at how fast nowadays movies turn around. There's already rumor and talk that, March 18th is when The Last Jedi is going to be coming to digital download. Uh, And March 23rd will be when it comes to Blu-ray and uh, 4K 4K DVDs and all that. that, And they said it will pull from theaters probably the day before or the day of. Uh, That's not a lot of time. That's only several months. And we're not seeing these people wait anymore for, well, Christmas is coming up. Let's hold the release until, you know, Black Friday. It's not the way that things are done. They want Quick turnarounds on their investment nowadays. And I think CW is realizing there's a long story to tell with these shows, even though it may not be a Nielsen rating.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get a feeling, I I kind of wonder where the Nielsen ratings or Nielsen ratings even fall into place anymore. I know there are still Nielsen boxes out there, uh, and there are people that still have them. And I guess for the sake of keeping traditional. Watching ratings, they still have to do that. But you're right; there are so many other elements out there that give people uh, the ability to watch things, as you said, with streaming through Hulu or Netflix, or, or purchasing episodes through Google or through iTunes. Um, and you mentioned too how Arrow is the lowest rated out of all four of these shows. Uh, but Arrow has already gotten a renewal for season seven. So if the lowest rated show is get of the four or of the five currently has already gotten a renewal. I I don't think there's any question that the other ones are going to get it as
0: Actually, kind of interesting. I was looking into that. Uh, Apparently, it was a bogus report. Both Flash and Arrow, there has been no official word. Uh, And that was as of yesterday. They said initially that one report was out there. It sounds like they were waiting to make this announcement. Uh, Normally, all of the uh, the signings are done uh, pre-TSA. Not TSA. Uh, Oh, no. uh, TCA's. The Television, the television yeah. Critics Association. Uh, they said, Pedowitz said, nothing will be announced at all until after a more important thing coming into play. Um, and I would assume that would be. This. So I think we'll probably start hearing officially this week. So that report could have been the early, early rumblings. But uh, CW has stated officially, uh, somebody asked them if this is true. And they said that has not been confirmed.
1: Uh, well, we even said that when we, mm-hmm. we said that in the news last week. that yeah. uh, When we said that last week, that it was just speculation. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to go with it until it was... Right. Um, right. But I, I still am pretty confident that Arrow is getting the renewal I, for I want
0: to say more than likely we're going to see all of these come back. Um, oh, yeah. Like I, I said, I, if
1: Arrow gets it and it's the lowest rated of all of them, I, there's not a reason why the other ones would not get it at the same time. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's not to say that th- that's a bad show whatsoever. It's just... Um, you know, it's a normal kind of tale what happens whenever you have a show that runs for several years. Your viewership starts to dissipate. Um, it's just a very common thing. So I'm just curious to see um, when these announcements are going to happen. But my guess is it's going to be very soon. Uh, I would say we're going to see know something probably in the next month uh, officially.
1: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned, you know arrow running into uh the length of time that it's been on and the rating the ratings kind of dragging. Uh it can almost be compared to to Smallville at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh Smallville ran for 10 seasons and it was around season 7 uh you know 6 7 and 8 that the ratings did kind of drop and the stories itself kind of dropped as well. Um and then picked up again as it was heading towards its final seasons. So I Anytime you have a show that runs for this long, you're going to have your weaker seasons. You're going to have your weaker rating, um, your weaker rated episodes, and weaker rated seasons. So I, I, I don't, I'm not discouraged at all by the fact that Arrow is the lowest rated at all.
0: No, not at all. Uh, I mean, not not one bit. They're already proving they can still continue to tell wonderful, wonderful stories. So
1: yeah exactly uh, alright couple other news stories out there um, so I will turn it over to you to talk about them
0: Okay, um, one of the things right off the bat I want to bring up if you haven't had an opportunity to check it out yet there is now a trailer out there for uh, the new Batman Ninja anime uh, and Young Justice season 3 there is some, some information now out there um, that is uh, very fresh so if you haven't checked it out uh, make sure you do so um I'm really kind of incredibly excited for when this stuff hits but uh we do have that stuff posted up uh on our Facebook page so make sure you get a chance to check out the trailers um man <laughs> Young Justice I, I I'm so excited that that's <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to be something we were going to see happen and see that come back and it's not really a full trailer trailer or anything like that. It's just more of an interesting breakdown from Emergency Awesome. Uh, they go into tiny little bits and pieces. Uh, you know, there's a little bit more discussion. You see quite a bit of stuff from uh, Batman Ninja. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, make sure to do so. And uh, I will make sure the proper trailer for uh, Young Justice Season 3 Outsiders is posted. So um, so look for that.
1: Did, did you... Uh, did you happen to see... Uh, it's not the topic of um, uh, Young Justice, but did you happen to see the movie poster for uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies? I
0: absolutely did. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I, I love it. It's it's formatted just like the Justice League poster, and but the words in the middle are they can't save the world at all. Yeah. <laughs> or they can't save the world dot 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 at, at all. all. Um, but <laughs> which yeah. I thought was brilliant. It,
0: it, it's so beautifully done. I'm. I was so... <laughs> very very happy about that um (laughs) but yeah i'm very excited about that movie i'm I'm, that's the one thing i'm like maybe i will get a movie pass because i probably will see that and ready player one uh (laughs) and solo a couple times alone that'll pay for the movie pass for the year because they are doing a deal for 7.99 a month if you buy your uh membership right now and you got to pay but you have to pay for the full year i know that's very i'm very aware so
1: um, speaking of, not to, to change the subject, too, but have you seen uh, two days ago there is a new Ready Player One trailer? I did. All right. <laughs> I'm so excited. Next month, man. I know.
0: It's, Next month. I'm waiting. To... Still keeping an eye out for, for tickets to go on sale, but no word yet on when. So, no. All right. So let's dive into it. There is only four stories to discuss this week. Um, it's crazy to think. Um, I'm normally used to It's like, well, that's number 16. That's number No. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but as far as Constantine coming back in uh, season three of Legends of Tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier, uh, if you missed it, uh, Nick Zan did post that shot up on his Instagram. So uh, if you want to see that shot, it is out there on his where you can definitely see Constantine in the background. Uh, and that is the episode of the penultimate episode, uh, episode 15. So. Alright, jumping into some Arrow discussion really quickly. We now know exactly when Roy Harper is coming into the mix. And that's when the show's come back. Uh, The episode will be when the show's come back is the 8th of March uh, when everything comes back from break. So that will be when Roy Harper returns. And the episode title is called Doppelganger. So um, it's and it says it's not just a doppelganger of Roy in the mix, but the normal Roy is there too. So uh,
1: February, wait, March 8th is when the show returns. Mm-hmm. I thought it came back the week before that.
0: Uh, it, maybe it
1: does, but it's it, it, March 1st is when the show returns. Oh, OK,
0: so it's the episode after the return is when uh, we okay. get the Colton Haynes return. So. And let's see what else we got this week. Um, wow. It's a. Uh Yeah, this is late. Sorry, I already even talked about this one. But not this one. So, (laughs) all right. As far as we discussed last week about the Doom Patrol coming to Titans, uh, we got our first casting from this. And that is an actor by the name of Bruno Bitcher, which is going to be the actor playing Dr. Niles Calder, a.k.a. the Chief, the guy that runs the actual uh, Doom Patrol team. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, Now, the actor, if memory serves correctly, is from. Oh my God, I think he's from Narcos. and I think Narcos and the Bridge. Is, um I do know Narcos, but I do not know the bridge. So uh but like I said, we'll be seeing him uh definitely make more than a couple appearances, it sounds like it doesn't sound like it's just a one off. So uh, maybe uh the Doom Patrol is a little bit more involved in uh the Titans TV show. So very curious.
1: I will say the same thing I've been saying for weeks. I want a trailer.
0: i uh, give it time. I think I have a feeling that likely are still in the midst of doing casting. Um they're they're still probably doing a lot of early stuff so i have a feeling we're not going to see anything uh launch on the streaming service or the (sighs) streaming service even launch until san diego comic-con uh my guess is that is going to be hey guys uh it's available today and it's x amount of money and people will be like yay wait a second that's too expensive (laughs) and that's exactly what's going to (laughs) happen so um but i'm very curious to see uh but i have a feeling it's going to be a surprise announcement in san diego comic-con and we will maybe see a trailer a little bit beforehand, and then we'll get the announcement of when the service is going to launch there. So, all right, uh, let's jump into some Metropolis discussion. And it sounds like uh, it's, again, a very light discussion, but we do know this series has been uh, already uh, received its direct-to-series order for 13 episodes. Uh, it is helmed by Gotham executive producer uh, John Stevens and Danny Cannon. And we do know it's going to start filming this summer. So, um for something that's already ready to uh, early be- stages of beginning uh, for filming, I have a feeling more than likely that uh, we'll have casting probably incredibly soon. Uh, I would assume probably the next, I would say probably two to three months, we'll, we'll know who our Lois Lane and our Lex Luther is, because right now this report is stating that uh, they're talking uh, filming in June. So
1: yeah, they would have to have their casting together uh, pretty soon, if only just for table reads and things like that, before they start filming.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're oh, just what two weeks outside of March, uh, so that's three months. So that's uh, pretty crazy to think. So yeah, uh, it's not going to take long. It's not going to take long at all. So very, very excited to see what they're going to do with this show, though. Um, especially if it was kind of their answer to Gotham. Uh, it's actually I wouldn't say very excited. I'm morbidly curious is probably the better, better turn of phrase. So, uh,
1: my 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 word is skeptical. Mm-hmm. But hey,
0: you know what? I was feeling very skeptical and I'm kind of really excited because there's a certain show called Krypton starting in a week or two.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, (laughs) that's kind of looking kind of unique and interesting. So uh, I'm I'm definitely willing to give that a shot. Um, And I guess we have the question of we'll probably both watch the first episode and probably talk about it here. Um, That week doesn't mean we're adding it to the to the show. But uh, if it's amazing, maybe we'll have to have a discussion. So wait and see we'll have to see. We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. And I guess the last big story for us to discuss is uh if you are a season holder of Injustice Season 2, this past Tuesday the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles joined the fray. So uh if you haven't gotten a chance to play it, uh, I got a chance to mess around with them just a little bit on Tuesday night and uh you are playing as Leonardo. Uh and there is a move that brings in the other brothers one by one. Um Basically, they map them to uh, on the, I think, if memory serves correctly, on an Xbox controller, the B button. Uh, if you tap it, it brings in, I think, Michelangelo. If you do forward and B, it's uh, Raf, and back and B is Donatello. And then, so there's also the circle button on PlayStation. So, PC, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's uh, it plays very interestingly, very fun, very fast. Um, and, like I said, there's quite a lot of interesting combos that is now, at this point in time, the end of the season pass content for um, Injustice Season 2. Or, well, not Season 2, Injustice 2. And then that was the end of, uh, basically, the third character pack set. So, um, I have a feeling we'll probably be hearing about uh, a new Mortal Kombat soon and then shortly followed by an Injustice 3. So, uh, but if you haven't had a chance, um, dive back in, play with all the uh, added characters, jumping into that character select screen, now feels drastically more... uh, heavily involved and uh, a lot more interesting so and um i didn't get a chance to play hellboy before this too so i got a chance to finally
1: dive in and play him a little bit as well so yeah i haven't i haven't played hellboy either so mm-hmm. we'll, it'll be interesting to see
0: yeah so, uh, uh, so i got uh, to mess around a little bit i got a chance to check out the atom uh and go uh, you know, in you know the enchantress as well so i did play the four four most recent characters released so but they're all um a lot more enjoyable than i anticipated cool uh, that uh, that really does it. Uh, there is nothing else to talk about this week.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll we'll drop a recommendation or two, uh, some cheap plugs, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, so my recommendation for this week is one that I'm actually jumping back into myself. I'm only about ten pages into it, but it is another Elseworld story, uh, as Gotham by Gaslight was. I actually jumped back into from 1993. I wonder if you'll be able to guess. Uh, it is a Superman elseworlds story red sun no it's no. not red sun uh let's just say it is a particular story where superman's adopted parents were different people
0: oh the batman one the batman yeah, speeding versions. bullets yep speeding bullets very very good story too a uh, very interesting version of the joker in that
1: too yeah, I do remember reading it uh, years and years ago, like well over probably like a decade and a half ago. Uh, but I'm jumping back into it just to see what it's like and if it's still as good as I remember it being. And yeah, it's, um, again, still very early on. I think it's 53 pages as a, as a graphic novel. I'm only about 10 or 12 into it. Uh, but yeah, it's the story of how uh, Martha and um, – um, why can't I think of – um, uh, not Martha. Um, Bruce Wayne's parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas and uh, Martha Wayne, mm-hmm. adopted um, Clark instead of um, Jonathan and Martha Kent. Yeah. So
0: uh,
1: I was th- right on the Martha part. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, "Speeding Bullets is really, really good. I almost forgot all about that. I actually still have that original graphic novel in my long boxes somewhere in this house. So a uh, very wonderful book. Uh, for me, uh, actually, oddly enough, was also a comic as well that I was reading. Uh, and it's uh, a very interesting one because I, for some odd reason, my brain always mixes these two things up, which is uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight and Batman Thrill Killer, which is such a drastically different book. And I don't know why my brain has <laughs> never rectified that, but essentially it's um, it, it, it's the end of the 1950s, the beginning of the 60s and kind of like the Vietnam War, sexual revolution, all that jazz. And it's really following uh, Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. It's a very different story, but it's uh uh, very much uh, a product of that time in, uh, in the 60s. And uh, this book came out in uh, 97, which was a, it was a really awesome, awesome, awesome book. Um, very countercultury and very unique. It's originally, uh, I think, three issues uh, that just came out. But it's a really fun story uh, and very, very different and very unique. Um, but I, you know, when uh, Gotham by Castle came out and I was like, I always do that. And I was like, you know what? I haven't read Thrill Killer in a really long time. Uh, and there was a follow up that I think came out too that was called *Thrill Killer 62*, which uh, brings uh, Bat- uh, actually Batman into the mix because this is, like I said, really just a Dick, Ra- uh, Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon story, and then the sequel is uh, Batgirl and Batman. So,
1: cool. Mm-hmm. That's one I'll have to check out later on down the road. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a really fun story, and it's definitely available. It, it most bookstores, I'm sure you can track it down fairly easily. But it's a it's a really just fun, awesome, twisted story. Okay.
1: Uh, cheap plugs, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. But uh, you can find me on my other podcast, the Showcast Spotlight, currently in pre-production for its newest season. Uh, hopefully, starting up in the next couple weeks. Uh, but you can also find that podcast as well as all the other podcasts on the podcast uh, network we call next level uh next level radio yeah <laughs> thank you i thought that was too uh next level radio com is the website facebook.com slash next level radio online of course the facebook page for this podcast facebook.com slash dc primetime and of course our dc primetime voicemail one eight 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 two four seven five three eight zero toll free in u.s or canada uh give us a ring and tell us your thoughts
0: and as for me, you can always find me through the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods at nextlevelradioonline.com. Uh, the most recent episode, the Villains episode, is now out there into the mix. Actually, I had a couple people tell me that was a really, really fun episode. Uh, and they're like, it was nice to hear a, a voice return to the show that hasn't been on for a while. And they immediately said, wow, I forgot how, how over the edge that show goes sometimes when he's on. <laughs> so that would be our good friend, Ken. Um but like i said it was a fun episode to do we'll be uh plotting the next episode in the next week or two um we do believe it's gonna be about musicals uh whether that was tv show episode musicals or musicals themselves and i will have very little to say that week <laughs> <laughs> i will be running uh, running the the insanity but uh, i think we might hear a couple new voices on the show for a one-off at least on this one so
1: cool Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's going to wrap it up for this of DC Primetime. Next week, again, we will only have uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning to talk about as Arrow and Flash are still on break. Uh, But I think we're also going to talk a little bit about the latest addition to uh, the Telltale Batman, Enemy Within. Uh, hopefully mm-hmm. I'll get a chance to play. I will definitely get a chance to play it this you, week. You I better. Think... Cause I'm
0: going to have to play it a second time. Uh, yeah. So I, was gonna, it. I was going to,
1: I was going to say, you're going to have to play through it a second time. So I will definitely play it this week. Uh, so that we can talk about that next week as well. So, uh, thank you as always for being a part of the community. Thank you for subscribing, for listening, for commenting, for posting all that fun stuff. Uh, two shows next week, Batman enemy within as well. Uh, but until that time, we will see you guys around the band. Take care. Peace.